Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We're faced with the danger of getting too comfortable with all of our stuff in the extras of life. Jesus says, you're not going to be relaxing with all the extra. You know, you're not going to have a backpack. You're not going to have four changes of clothes. I've already got your hotel reservations in every town. You're all set. And that comes with three squares a day. You're all taken care of. He says, no, no, no. I don't want you getting comfortable. You're not on a cruise. By the way, did you know the church isn't a cruise ship? It's a battleship. America is a very prosperous country, possibly the most prosperous one ever. As a result, the American church is able to send money all around the world, aiding their more poor brothers and sisters. In Pastor Mark's teaching, he'll be reminding you that Jesus didn't have anything he could call his own except the clothes on his back. Jesus sent his disciples out twice, telling them not to take anything extra. You'll hear that God's not looking for the best and brightest to do His work. He's looking for people who are willing to trust Him completely for all they're given, storing up treasures in heaven, not on earth. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Luke chapter 9 as he continues his message, Sent Out Disciples, Greater When I step out of my comfort zone, I'm going to have to depend on God. When I do that, my faith grows. It's way greater. The first time you step out to witness or to share, and you've not done it before, it's amazing because your faith grows, and the next time it's even easier. Faith is like a spiritual muscle. So the disciples are going to discover when they step out, their faith is going to grow. Now, is that important? Yes, because without faith, we can't please God. I'm going to give you two testimonies from people in our body. You won't know who they are. They just write me, and I write them back and ask if I can use it. I change names and so forth. Pastor Mark, what was missing from my life was connecting with others. I realized that I could not continue to try and do life alone. So I stepped out, her words, and joined a small group. Here come her words. And it feels so good. You say, Pastor Mike, you put that in there. I didn't put that in there. And it feels so restrictive and negative. There's negative people in that group. I can't stand it. No, when she stepped out, she said, I wish I'd have done it years before. She continues, I want to thank you and God for these messages about connecting with others. Now listen to this. 
I've heard these messages before. But I finally chose to put them into action by joining a group. Amen. I've heard these messages before. Pastor Mark, when are you going to stop talking about getting into a small group and stepping out? When Jesus comes. (laughs) How many of you know, if you listen to this sermon, you'll find five or six things you never heard the first time you listened to it? How many of you know that? That's exactly right. Because see, stuff just goes, while I'm talking, somebody's thinking, I wonder what that recipe was. Did I put the turkey in the oven? Did I set the timer right? I know where you're at. We're all there. So she said, when I finally chose the decisions we make today, turn around and make us tomorrow. So you can sit your whole life in a church and not get out of your comfort zone. Never get in a small group. Just And the only person that loses really is you. But to be honest, other people do, because you have things to offer people. We all do. Well, next in this test run, these disciples are given some instructions from Jesus. And these instructions that I'm going to give you apply to you. When we step out, we'll begin to see these very things that Jesus says. I'm going to use this chapter. I'll use a little bit of Matthew chapter 10. And actually, we see here, as you're in Luke chapter 10, 72 disciples go out, not just the 12. So let's look again and begin to look at what happened. Here we are, nine, Luke 9, verse 1. We read it again. Now, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out demons and to cure diseases. Jesus gave them and actually delegated to them power, and authority. In a sense, Jesus sent them out empty-handed, you'll see in a moment, physically, but armed spiritually. Now, power, he delegated power to them, and he delegated authority to them. See, you and I just don't go out with our knowledge. We have to go out with the authority of Jesus and to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. So we will see that is actually in the Great Commission in Matthew 28. We'll unpack what authority means and what power means. See, we don't go out. If I'm going to feed the poor and do nothing spiritually, certainly I can do that. But if I'm going to cast out demons, if I'm going to preach the gospel, it has to be with authority and has to be with the power of the Holy Spirit. See, man's wisdom is not equal to God's power. So we can't cure the world's issues unless we have the power of God and the wisdom of God that comes from him. Now, he was equipping them to minister. Look at two things. Verse 2. And he sent them out to do what? Two things. Number one, to preach the kingdom of God, to proclaim the good news. And number two, to heal the sick. In one other translation, even as well as cast out demons. So, number one, just write it down. When we go out, what is our goal? To proclaim the good news. No, why do we do that? Because we have the only good news. Jesus wanted them to proclaim, the word means herald, the good news. 
We have a message that the world needs to hear. People can be redeemed, restored, revolutionized. Any person can get a brand new start. Our friends, our relatives, our co-workers need to know that God transforms lives. He sustains lives and he gives meaning to life. We all know people that need to hear the good news. You begin to pray for an open door where God can tell them about the good news through you. Most people will come to either a Christmas service. You begin looking. People will be in church. Come to this church. They're going to hear the good news that they're separated from God, but they can be restored. Anybody can be restored. You see, there are searching and hurting people that don't know they can have a new start. We have the only good news. There is no good news outside of Jesus Christ. You can start again. You can't get a free start anywhere in this world. Well, second, it was to minister, to heal and deliver body, soul, and spirit. See, Jesus came to defeat Satan. Jesus is greater than Satan. And by that, he would bring healing and deliverance to hurting people. God cares for all of us, body, soul, and spirit, the whole man, our emotions, our outlook, our physical lives, and of course, our spiritual lives. Now, what was the purpose of that? Preaching the good news and touching people physically and emotionally. What was that? Change lives. That's why Jesus came. He came to change life. And we're that agent of change that presents this to people. So they're sent out to say to people, you can change. I can touch you physically. God can heal you. But your greatest need is spiritual. In Luke chapter 10, when the disciples go out, there's 72 of them. They come back at the end of this journey. And they're so excited because demons came out of people. It was just amazing, all the physical manifestations that happened. And Jesus says to them, very good. But he says one thing, you better really rejoice that your name is written in the book of life. Well, what did he mean by that? He said, yes, I love to heal people. Yes, we love to feed the poor. Yeah, we love to send boxes of love to Haiti. Those are all great things to do. But the bottom line Unless a person gets saved, it's really eternally useless. See, the good news has to be first. That's why Jesus said, I came to seek and save that which is lost. Primary is the preaching of the word of God. For sure, we want to touch, as Jesus did, the physical needs of people. Now, when these disciples decided to follow him, it required Radical obedience. Because they're going to head out. We don't know how long it is. They're going to head out. And they're going to head out without Jesus. And they don't know where they're going. And they were going to have to say to them, your whole life could change. Your family can change. Everybody can change. And I'm scared. Would you be scared if I said to you today, all right, for the next seven days, I want you to go and just every morning be led by the Spirit. You have a week off. I gave you a week vacation. Some of you go, praise God. <laughs> I gave you a week's vacation. I want you just every morning, you pray, you have a quiet time, and head off and see what God does for you. How many think that'd be exciting? How many go, I'd rather go to work? <laughs> well, this is what's going to happen to these disciples. They're going to be sent out. A test run. 
We really, they're the same thing every single day. If we look at verse 3, what's it going to look like? Here it is. He told them, take nothing for the journey. No staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra tunic. Sounds like you're getting ready to fly, doesn't it? You know, the best way to fly is to take what? Nothing. Because you don't have to pay for anything then. You know, now many of the, some of the airlines charge you for your carry-on. Pretty soon we'll have to fly naked or whatever because your clothes weigh too much. So they head out. Look what they head out with. Nothing. This was what? A training mission. When you head out with nothing and you're going to be gone a few days or a week, we don't know how long this travel was. Bottom line, what does that mean? That God was going to do what? He was going to take care of them. And they would have to what? Trust God. They'd have to depend on God. Pastor Mark, is that like for us today? No, that all changes later. Later in Luke 22, God changes all the rules. And later, we see that God provides for the church adequately because he says for you guys to give to the tithe so the pastors could be here. So those things are different. But for that particular one... They would need shelter, they would need food, they would need water. How would that happen? They're bringing nothing with them. They would have to learn to simply depend on God for their daily needs. So what is that going to do in their life? Well, I want you to put your hands up like this. Everybody just put your hands. Don't worry, you're in church. It's cool. It's cool. Now, I want you just to stretch now. Just stretch. I didn't say yawn, just stretch. All right, that feel good? What was this going to do? What was this going to do for these disciples? You just did it. What was it going to do? It's going to stretch them. Here's what you want to write. They would have greater flexibility. They would be stretched to trust God for today. They have no food. They don't have any protein bars. They don't know where they're going to stay. And they're on a journey. They don't know who's going to come and listen to them. They don't know any of this. So they're going to be stretched. Pastor Mark, I don't like to be stretched. God knows that. But stretching is good for us, just as you did. It's good for you. And so God is going to say to them, I'm sending you out and I'm not going with you. It's going to cause them to be stretched. Jesus says, okay, you've watched us. You've watched God provide for the 13 of us for the last three years. Remember, Jesus, once it was said about Jesus, he had no place to lay his head. Well, this is no different. So he says, now you're going to trust God to provide your daily needs. If you can't trust God for your daily needs, how can you learn to teach that trust and that faith to others. So they're going to travel very light. What does that give us? Here's the next thing you want to write. It's going to give them greater freedom. What Jesus is really saying is this. Travel light. Don't get too comfortable. Here in the United States, we have a danger that many of the other parts of the world don't have. We're faced with the danger of getting too comfortable with all of our stuff in the extras of life. Jesus says you're not going to be 
relaxing with all the extra, you know, you're not going to have a backpack. You're not going to have four changes of clothes. I've already got your hotel reservations in every town. You're all set. And that comes with three squares a day. You're all taken care of. He says, no, no, no. I don't want you getting comfortable. You're not on a cruise. By the way, did you know the church isn't a cruise ship? It's a battleship. So he says, I'm going to ask you to go and step out. Keep your finger right there. We'll be right back. Turn to Mark chapter 4, 19. The reason Jesus is doing this is because he gave us the parable of the sower. We're supposed to be fruitful as disciples, those five kinds of fruit that we talked about. Well, remember what happened when people get too comfortable with all the stuff that they have? Look at Mark four nineteen. But the worries of this life And the deceitfulness of wealth and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. So Jesus says, I'm sending you out without anything because life is not about stuff. It's not about being comfortable. What Jesus is saying is, be careful. When you step out, and you want everything provided for you, there'll be no faith needed. You won't have to learn to depend on me. You're going to learn to be self-reliant. Jesus says to them, I'm not letting you take anything in this test run because I want you to step out of your comfort zone. Now, why does stuff seem so important to us? Here's why. Don't ever think that stuff equals security. If I have all of this, I'm secure. Our security is not in stuff. Our security is in the Lord. There's nothing secure in this world. Luke 12, 15. Then Jesus said, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. So be careful that you're not getting too comfortable. That's why we have short-term mission trips. Why? Because you never really get comfortable on a mission trip. Because you don't know what's happening. You don't know what's going to be set before you. You don't know where you're staying. You don't know what this looks like. You don't want to like, Pastor Mark, I don't think I like to do that. That's the way the rest of the world lives. The rest of the world doesn't live like we live. Do you understand that? I'm not the Christmas Scrooge here. I'm just trying to say to you, don't get too comfortable. If you get too comfortable, you'll never step out of your comfort zone. Now, go back to Luke chapter 9, verse 4. I'm not saying this. Jesus is saying it. He's saying it for a reason. Now, watch this. Here's his instructions. Whatever house you enter... Stay there until you leave that town. Can you imagine these 12 guys walk into a town and they don't know where they're going to stay for the night? And somebody comes up and says, man, I've got this great place. You guys look really good. Who are you, by the way? Well, we've been sent out by Jesus. Jesus? You mean that the guy that teaches that new stuff that everybody's excited? The one where people get healed? Yeah, we're his representatives and we've come to change this town. Welcome! Welcome. I've got this place you can stay. Come on over. Can you imagine the disciples go over and say this? Well, could we look at a room first? <laughs> said, Pastor Mark, they would never do that. No, they wouldn't. But we might. 
You're going to go on what mission trip? What do the rooms look like? See, it's not about the rooms. Why would Jesus do this? As they would go into a town, what is the principle that they would hear? As they would go into a town, what's the principle they would hear? The steps of a righteous man and woman are ordered by the Lord. Do you believe your steps are ordered by the Lord? They would go on not knowing where to stay. God would provide the necessary things, the food, the shelter, everything they needed for the journey. Remember, where God guides, he what? He provides. Once in the city, they were find a place to stay and stay there. Now, why? Here's the next greater. Greater focus. Traveling light helps us focus on the mission. You see, eventually in your walk with God, you realize it isn't about stuff. In a church, it isn't about buildings. Many years ago, more than 30, four, five, or six of us started a church on Merritt Island. It was called Cornerstone. I taught a lot, but I wasn't a pastor. I wasn't interested in being a pastor. But we got this church started. God called us to do it. And we would meet all kinds of places. We started in a Holiday Inn, and then we moved to another place. And then we moved to the rec center at Qantas Island. And then when the Qantas Island had the cat show on Sunday, we had to move someplace else. We were like the moving church all over the place. Well, God bless that. It was never about the building. It was about the message. From that came Cornerstone became the first Calvary Chapel in Florida. Today, there's about 60. Then we moved down here. And what did we do again? We moved everywhere. We moved all over the places. And it was never, ever to be about the building. It was to be about the message. From day one, in all of those things, God provided us. Wherever we needed to be, we were there. We were simply focusing on teaching the Word of God. These disciples learned to depend on God. Now, be careful. Don't ever be kind of dependent on this building. It's never about the building. It's about the message. It isn't about the stuff. It's about the message. I remember in one of our early times in this church, we were at... BCC, in a little auditorium. We had just started. There was about 70 people in the service. We had never really been to that room before, so it was a little out of our comfort zone. We had to call people and tell them where we're meeting. We're not meeting here. We're not meeting there. We're meeting over here. At the end of that service, I just bowed my head and I said, if you need Christ, you need to come. Most of those people were all regular. When I lifted my head, six people were around the altar. And it always reminded me, it's never about the place. It's about the message. Don't get focused. That's all we have time for today on Lessons for Living. This time in our nation's history is unlike anything that we've ever experienced. It can be confusing and stressful. We know you may be feeling alone. We're so glad you joined Pastor Mark today to study God's Word We pray you found comfort in what you've heard. Maybe today you're hearing about Jesus for the very first time. If so, we want to tell you more. Please take a few minutes and visit calvaryccm.com. There you'll find a tab simply labeled Jesus. 
This page will tell you all about the Savior of the world and how you can be forgiven of all your sins right now. You can have a relationship with Jesus today, no matter what your past looks like. We pray today you choose to take this step of faith. If you'd like to talk to someone about this, or if you'd like someone to pray with you, please give us a call. Our phone number is 866-779-3441. Again, that's 866-779-3441. We also want to invite you to join us for our virtual church service this weekend. Join Pastor Mark on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. on our website. Again, that's calvaryccm.com. Or you can search for Calvary Chapel Melbourne on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Mark's messages now, those can be found on our website too. One more time, that's calvaryccm.com. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you'll tune in again right here on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is giving.